the more you can put the power and the confidence and the trust in the hands of the consumer yeah. um, and doing so with penny perfect payments and having really good data sets to be able to do that and stand behind your platform, I mean, that's huge. That's, that's, that's where everyone, I think, needs to be. Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? This is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me another episode of Strategy with Jason. Today we are here at Used Car Week in Canada. I'm with the one, the only, Mr. Austin Levine with JD Power. Austin, what's up, man? How you that doing? That's me. Thanks for having me, Jace. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. We got a chance to connect when we were in a digital dealer in Tampa. We sure did. I couldn't resist that yacht. We had some fun time. We shared a few drinks. We, uh, sure we had some fun. Yeah. And dude, anytime I get a chance to jam with anybody from JD Power, I'm like, yes, please, can I have another? <laughs> uh, just because there's just so many cool data points that you mm -hmm. guys are using and looking at and mm -hmm. making actionable. So, you know, before we get into it, because we're definitely going to get into that, mm -hmm. I love kicking off these podcasts with a little order origin story, of A, because I don't believe anybody just wakes up one day and goes, hmm, I'm going to be in the automotive <laughs> industry. Yep. So Austin, I'd love to kind of get your origin story of how you got started in mm -hmm. the automotive industry. Yeah, so I went to school at uh, Laurier University out of Waterloo, Ontario, and uh, it was, you know, a, a business technology management program. And so, you know, pretty heavy in, into the data analytics, software design analysis, system design analysis, that's uh, that sort of thing. Um, it also a guaranteed co-op. So I got into to looking at co-ops and, and where I could do that um, and actually landed up at uh, at the Cami assembly plant in Ingersoll, which is a, a okay. General Motors plant. Yeah. yeah, I was with their finance department, so I was a financial analyst there. Um, and they really, you know, kind of put me through the ringer with, with Excel. It, like, you know, they would drop these workbooks on my, on my desk and <laughs> they'd have formulas the size of my head and macros <laughs> and stuff all over the place and just say, fix it, it's not working. Um, <laughs> so that really, uh, you know, I was a bit of a car guy through through high school and stuff, took a lot of tech courses, but then when I was with you know General Motors, they were launching the new Corvettes and some Camaros, and I was like, this is pretty cool stuff. And you know, one of my favorite tasks was we would run the you know the performance charts every month. Mm -hmm. And I had as the intern, I had the the, the joyous task of, of walking into the plant and posting up our charts and showing everyone <laughs> how you know great or not great they did. <laughs> um, and I couldn't care less what the chart said. I was just you know, astounded by seeing these these cars move literally from a, a rolled sheet of aluminum to an Equinox rolling off to, to some dealer lot somewhere in the world. So that's kind of where I started. Uh, you know, did did the university thing, finished it out, um, ended up with, with a, a computer hardware company called StarTech.com at a London, mm -hmm. Ontario. Um, and then actually started seeing, you know, some job postings from Carfax, who's also based out of London. It yeah, was, London's it, like the epic, the epic Yeah, right? it was cool. And it was kind of this light bulb moment that it was like, <laughs> You know, I can be an analyst and I can I can do the things I know I'm really good at that I've developed over the last couple of years, but in an industry I actually really care about. So I actually am one of those, you know, unique edge cases when you watch your podcast that <laughs> I actually wanted to be an auto and uh, and kind of actively pursued that. Um, you know, started interviewing with, with JD Power because the uh, the, the auto data business had a big presence in, in mm -hmm. London originally, and that's kind of how they ended up posting in London, and that's how I ended up with the company. So, it's well, and, and what an exciting time to get you know really yeah. deep into auto data, mm -hmm. right? I, I I have kind of coined this this next um, I'm gonna call it the next ten years mm -hmm. of what I call kind of data consciousness. Yeah, and I feel like the data consciousness 
around just you know the, the individual operator has become so much more yeah. than it was in the past. I mean, data was always kind of a play for the OEMs, uh -huh. and that's not the case anymore. I mean, yeah. I, I have the opportunity to talk to some amazing operators mm -hmm. out there, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, 90% of the conversations I have with them is around their data yeah. and, and how it's being used, mm -hmm. right? how it's being automated, yeah. right? how, it's, how we're collecting it, mm -hmm. how we're storing it, and there's yeah. just so many cool things. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about some of the uh, data that you're excited about working on at JD. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, it's such a cool time to be in the industry right now. There's so much changing and there's so much revolution going on in the digital landscape and in the data landscape. Mm -hmm. um, and it really blew me away when I first joined the business. I, I, I kind of joined on you know what you might call the JD Power traditional kind of legacy side of the house with the syndicated studies. The syndicated studies, some of the consulting and tracking projects, we kind of tail off of those. Um, and a lot of that is very OEM uh, focused and driven, right? So that's the trophies on the car ads that everyone knows. You know, JD Power is most most dependable mid-size premium SUV. Yep. Um, and so that was really cool to see how much we did with that data and how much data is actually behind those studies. We're not just, it's not just General Motors <laughs> paying us to, to give them awards. That's that's good to know, just so yes. you guys heard, right? We can't buy those awards. Yes, exactly. As much as every YouTuber <laughs> likes to think that that's the case. Um, no, there is real consumer data behind it, and a lot of it, right? Um, and, and recently, this year, I've, I've transitioned more to the Chrome data side of the house and kind of our <laughs> software and data analytics side of the house. Um, and again, kind of rediscovered and blew me away again how much data of our data is embedded throughout the entire ecosystem. Um, so everything from like like the really foundational piece of it was normalized uh, vehicle descriptions and being able to have you know a reliable fundamental database yes. of here's how these vehicles were built. You know, all the way back to the 70s. Like every vehicle that has been mass produced, it's like yeah, we know how it was built and we have that data. Um, and being able to provide that in a, in a in a normalized way and in a in a way that's standard and well-documented and, and digestible and, uh, and, and, and consumable in a lot of different use cases, right? Yes. And, and so that's what we're seeing now. It's really cool. So, so I'm working with a lot of the dealer tech providers, um, and uh, and we have a lot of customers on, on the financing side of, of, of the I'm sure industry. you got some clients here right now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, and I mean, the, it's, it's really well penetrated across the industry. Um, and so the vehicle descriptions is kind of the core bread and butter, but a so lot- So let's talk about use cases, because you mentioned yeah. that, right? Because yeah. I think, look, I think people are hearing, you know, like, oh, okay, vehicle description, data yep. yeah it hasn't been around for a long time but it's the way it's being used. Absolutely. All right, that's yeah. so unique. So, so give me a couple examples of some of those use cases. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it is, um, you know, if a, if a customer is, is coming to do a trade-in or if there's, you know, all of a sudden, I was just talking about- It's to incredibly the, hot yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the amount of, uh, you know, velocity behind used cars right now is obviously making it a very important space. Mm -hmm. um, so to being able to accurately describe and, uh, and spec out that vehicle, and from a dealership perspective, as well as a consumer's perspective, you want to know how that vehicle was built and be confident mm -hmm. in that marketing, because a lot of people are marketing vehicles long before it ever hits their lot, um, long before they've ever taken pictures of it. Um, so we're able to supplement and, and, and be able to make that happen with, with our vehicle descriptions as well as our images, incentives, and everything else in, in, in between. Well, it, it just creates for a better experience, exactly. right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. you know, I mean, how often over the last 10 years I probably landed on a vehicle where it said it had something that clearly didn't have exactly. if that because yeah. it just was not being decoded you know, exactly. properly, right? But, but yeah. th that plays such, you know, when it comes to the user experience, That's you know, exactly, we, we love yeah. talking about the user experience, right? Like yeah. it's like the biggest buzzword, and, and, and for good reasons, right? It, it should be, but 
are little things mm -hmm. that make up the biggest difference in a user's experience. Absolutely. And it's the data that's being presented to them mm -hmm. is incredibly, mm -hmm. incredibly important. Yeah. But not only that, but it's like how can we actually like take action on that? Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean Consumers are more and more shopping these days by what that dealership means to them, mm -hmm. um, and 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 basically picking by by vehicle features. I think you know consumers are much less, especially younger consumers, maybe closer to my age. They're much <laughs> less brand loyal. They don't really care whether it's a GM or it's or true. a Honda. They're, they're shopping by feature. They're shopping by equipment, right? So yep. they want to know, okay, if this vehicle says it has this, and I walk into the store and it doesn't, that's an immediately bad experience, right? Does not set up for a great experience so, at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's a super, super interesting time, and we work with so many different clients that are, you know, packaging the data in so many different ways. And so let's talk about that because I think there's a lot of unique ways mm -hmm. that people can actually package this data and put it mm -hmm. put it into place. Yeah. And it all kind of leads back to the user experience. Exactly. So you know, what would be one one example that really kind of, you know. Set, sets apart from er, from everyone else. That's just mm -hmm. like no. This is a way you know either either it's a vendor or if it's a dealer. Mm -hmm. Like they're using the data and they're making it actionable in a very unique way. Yeah, I mean a cool use case I was working with recently. I don't know if you knew Albert from Driven IQ. Actually, and I just texted him this morning. No way. Yeah. Talk about a small world. Yes, Albert. He's awesome. Albert is an amazing data guy, man. Yeah. Talk about he eats it for breakfast. Yeah. I'm pretty oh, confident. Absolutely. He's incredible, and, and he is like more energy than I thought ever you could put into an individual. <laughs> and it never stops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think what they're doing with their drive bid platform is a great example mm -hmm. of how you're kind of putting the power in the hands of the consumer and being able to get them the highest value. So they're using our, our valuations data. Um, to provide you know a, 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 a more informed um, you know offer and and value on that vehicle yes um, and then they're also using our inventory platform to ensure that the the, the dealer inventory that is consumer facing is also accurate and and being um, provided in an optimized way that's efficient for his platform so it's not a burden on his platform and that he can have confidence and trust in in, in that data that he's then presenting to their consumers so no, he, he's, do, he's doing some really cool stuff. Hey, he big is. shout out to Albert. Hey, Albert, yeah. what's up? How you doing, man? Um, <laughs> it's been a small world. It's so I know, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Now, data is constantly evolving. And mm -hmm. like I said, I think we're in the era where people have become very, very data conscious. Dealers mm -hmm. have become very data conscious. Yep. Operators have become very data conscious. All right. What, what do you see kind of on the horizon that gets you excited? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it right now is is the the movement towards shopping by payment, and everyone mm. knows like, th this isn't even coming Penny anymore. Like, payments? like, like yeah. we are right. here. Like this is this needs to happen, um, and I think it's it's becoming table stakes. You know what I mean? For yeah. for a lot of operators and for a lot of uh, platforms, uh, that needs to be an integral piece, and you got to be able to do that earlier and earlier on, right? Um, and so for us, our our, our brand new incentives, rates, and rebates um, engine and, and and data set. Um, was really, we, we completely revamped that. So Chrome Incentive Services is kind of the legacy solution mm -hmm. that is pretty well penetrated out there. And we've, we took that and said, you know, the market really needs something that's more holistic, uh, you know, something for CPO and used cars as well, um, something with the, with the lender rules and fees and every little piece that goes into a car payment. You know what I mean? I, when I was coming out of university, I, I bought about, I think I did four vehicle transactions in the course of like a year. <laughs> like I wouldn't recommend it. It wasn't. It, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you spent a lot of time at dealerships. I, sh I sure did. I sure did. Uh, I certainly wouldn't recommend it. But I learned a lot about that vehicle buying process and how arduous can, it can be. Yes. And, and where that stat comes from, that you know people would rather get in a cage with an alligator than get like <laughs> these, these these things around, right? Um, but I think 
the more you can put the power and the confidence and the trust in the hands of the consumer yeah. um, and doing so with penny perfect payments and having really good data sets to be able to do that and stand behind your platform, I mean, that's huge. That's 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 where everyone, I think, needs to be. You know, I've actually experienced this personally myself just mm -hmm. recently, okay? So, um, uh, wife said that we need a new family vehicle. Um, the Nissan Armada that we have is just having enough problems. Uh -huh. I'm looking at the dealer that actually sold it to me. I'm staring at him right now. Um, but <laughs> he doesn't build them. Uh, he doesn't build them. But um, so, so she's like, we need something new. Yeah. I said, that's cool. You know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a Hyundai Palisade. Yep. All right. I went out to the website, built out the Palisade that, you know, she wanted. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I reached out to the dealership and said, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. We don't have them. They're coming in. Great, what's the payment? And I'm not kidding you, to the penny, yeah. the exact same payment that I received from the OAM is what wow. the dealer gave me. That's huge. And I, there was just this moment of like, oh, okay, cool, here's my credit card. Yeah. Do the deposit, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, Do the thing. But, but, I, but I think about that, now, you know, for the last 15 plus years, yeah. that has not been the case. No. So I can understand from the consumer side why there's always kind of been this like, maybe yeah. mistrust yeah. in the data that's being presented on dealerships' websites yeah. because I'm going to the OEM website, then I'm going to the dealerships' website, I'm getting two entirely different pieces of information, yeah. and then when I go into the the dealership itself, sometimes I get a third level yeah. of entirely different information. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, let alone going for the credit app and then your trade-in value, yes. and it's like, you gotta, you gotta spend four hours across five different dealerships to get a deal that makes sense to you yes. as a consumer, and that's what I realized, and I'm like, this car shopping thing really needs a lot of work. Like, this yes. is not awesome. Awesome. But, you know, I think there's a lot of really good platforms out there that are making it a lot better. And I think a lot of dealer and dealer groups are really putting a lot of focus behind this. And those are the ones that are going to be ahead in three to five years' time or in a year. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that are ahead now that were doing it two years ago. So. Well, and I think that fulfills the shopping experience. Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. in, you know, a lot of times we're talking about the digital retailing experience or DR yeah. tools, right? Yeah. And I, when they first came out, I was kind of like, hmm, wait a second. Mm -hmm. do, do we skip a step? Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened to the shopping experience? Right. Why can we not better that? Yeah. And I think that, and I, I love that's because this is where you're working on. You're mm -hmm. working on bettering that shopping yeah. experience. Yeah. And, and and that that shopping experience makes me feel more comfortable, mm -hmm. so that when they sent me the link for their DR tool to go through and finish out my finance portion, add my accessories and the extended mm -hmm. warranty, and everything. I was like, yeah, okay, that's yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, and it was just done, done, and done. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and and yes, I'm one of those consumers. I don't necessarily need to come into the dealership. That's okay. I Understand. Not everybody's like that. Yeah, you yeah. know, when you're in the car business long enough, it's you know, vanilla or chocolate. It's all the yeah. same. Like whatever, <laughs> yeah. it, it stays, it stays yeah. the same. Well, that's awesome, man. Hey, Austin, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, mm -hmm. who would like to connect with you, maybe follow along with you, your yeah. journey, or learn a little bit more about you, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, I mean, reach out on LinkedIn, Austin James Levine on LinkedIn, or austin.levine at jdpa.com. Happy to have a conversation and here to learn more about the industry. So Awesome, man. Thanks for taking the time, Jay, to with me. It. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.